0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of the Insiders on Real Estate and Marketing. I'm Sandy Hibbard, your host, and this is my co-host, Mark Miller, president of Secured Title of Texas. Hey there.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: I'm good. Good. How are you? Good. I'm
1: excited about this show. Oh,
0: I am too. I'm super excited. We are uh, continuing to celebrate Women's History Month, and we have two very special ladies to help us talk about women in real estate.
1: It's going to be fun. It's going to be really good. We're going to let them do all the talking. I
0: know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then let's just jump right in. Uh, But first, before we do that, I want to remind you that if you have missed any of our episodes, be sure to check them out on theinsiderspodcast.com. They're all there. You can also sign up so that you can be on our list and be notified whenever we have a new show and you don't miss anything. And then, of course, a very special shout out to our sponsor, Secured Title of Texas, a local title company. And they're ready all across the Metroplex to close your residential and commercial transactions. How'd that?
1: That's okay. cool. I did want to make a comment about because I did look at, too, you know, sort of what was the origination of the women's history
0: oh, yeah, yeah. Tell uh, us.
1: Okay. month and how that was. And it was actually from a, a published law in 1981, and then it became a proclamation that became effective March uh, 7th of 82. And I actually went and found the law which was really pretty amazing when you think about it. This was written almost 40 years ago on mm. that side. And it goes in and, and notating that women for every, all your contributions and everything that you've done throughout history, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that period of time. But it, it finishes with, whereas, despite these contributions, the role of American women in history has been consistently overlooked and undervalued in the body of American history. Now, therefore, be it. And that became the resolution of that so side. Cool. So 40 years ago, Laurie and Susan, that's what was the recognition of all the, all the contribution, but yet not the benefits of those contributions. So yeah. I thought that was just really interesting. We're
0: working hard to get those
1: benefits. You are, and that proclamation just <laughs> continues through everyone. It was given to the presidents that they proclaimed every year this this month this of, of recognizing women. I think it's fabulous. So, I've been anyhow. creating
0: a lot of content around that this month, too, to bring ladies' stories. Mm-hmm. To the forefront, and my, my little uh, marketing tagline this month has been "Your story, our history," and uh, we'll talk more about all that because we're going to hear your story. So let's 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 meet our guests. Okay. Um, I want to start with uh, our very first guest, who is Lori Arnold. She is leader of a third-generation, family-owned company with a sales volume in 2020 of 3.1 plus 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 billion dollars. Uh, So this lady's been busy. Uh, Coldwell Coldwell Banker Apex is currently number one, the number one woman-owned and operated Coldwell Banker and the 55th largest brokerage in the U.S. And if that's not enough, Lori's brokerage firm has been named the top 50 fastest growing brokerages in the United States for two years now. Obviously, Lori is super busy running her successful company that touts over 975 agents stretched out over 20 offices throughout Texas. So. And growing. And growing. Yep. Absolutely. So, Lori, welcome. We're so happy
2: to have you on the show. Thank you. We appreciate it.
1: And then our next guest, good friend of mine and colleague, is Susan Sein, And uh, Susan has been with Commonwealth Banker Apex for five years and been in the industry for 20 years years and then she's recently launched the bail sign luxury group which i'm really excited about <laughs> and uh i think she's going to kind of be a disruptor and, and humanize the <laughs> realm of luxury real of estate yeah and uh take away a little bit of that stiffness maybe add a little bit more of a, of a fun to it D- despite you know the, the transactional value of the property you can still have fun selling real estate right always yeah so we're so delighted to have both of you joining us today. Really thank you lady. thank you for having us it's Appreciate
0: awesome it. it's awesome um, you know I have owned my own agency for 20 20 years, years yeah and that has been crazy crazy stories and I've been focusing on real estate marketing for those 20 years and it's fun to get with ladies to swap stories and and uh, get ideas and I remember one little story here I'll share that I was uh, uh, this was with um, prime lending I was doing a special realtor group thing with them. And we brought realtors from all over the Metroplex. And one of the ladies in the group one time said, is this kind of not very cool that you're bringing realtors in from different brokerages? Aren't they going to steal each other's information? Because it was like a workshop. And everybody was like, no, 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 this is this market's big enough for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so me sharing an idea with you that you can take to your market Mm -hmm. is me just supporting you and us being together. And I've always remembered that. And that's kind of how I view women in real estate. We kind of swap and share because we all have our own unique markets. Um, But things have certainly changed. So uh, over the years for us. So I want to start off the conversation with both of you asking you about challenges in a woman's business. And let's go back to 20 years ago, roll it forward to the present. What has changed?
2: Lori, you're up. Okay. A lot has changed. And Mark's been in the business for over 40-something years in the title side. I started when I was 19. So I'm pretty close to that 40. <laughs> wow. Not quite there yet. But it was funny, you talked about uh, that proclamation. That was the year I became a realtor. It was really? 1982. Okay. And so yeah, I grew cool. up in a real estate family. And I think all of our children that grow up in a real estate family say they're never going to do that. <laughs> and so my mom was an amazing agent, uh, but she really had no interest in growing a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in that time period, she was selling 100 houses a year with no assistant, no staff, no anything. And so she was really amazing. But I was around that 100 houses and said, I'm never doing that. (laughs) And so my husband and I married really young uh, first year of college and um, decided, you know, that real estate gig doesn't look quite so bad. And so I got my license at 19, um, worked in the family business. We were a really small company with one office, five agents, Mm -hmm. all family. And I took over the ownership in 1990. And at that point in time, I had a young child. And so I think one of the things that um, women that own their own business struggle with is that balance, that balance between family Absolutely. and between our children. And so I went through two babies, two pregnancies, two all of that, oh, you know, while running a company. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, we joined Coil Banker in 1993. And I always tease them we probably were one of their very smallest um companies that ever, you know, joined into the company. And, um, today we're the fourth largest coal banker in the U S. Um, I have, uh, four men, three men in front of me, uh, all my buddies. Um, but it, a lot has changed. Look out, guys. Yeah. Oh, they know, they know <laughs> we are competitive with one another. They know. Um, but you know, you talk about lookout guys, you know, it's really interesting. Some of the most supportive people for us have not only been women, but it's also been great men that support us and mm-hmm. what we do. And mm-hmm. that stat that you read of us being the number one um Woman-owned coal mm-hmm. banker in the U.S. I didn't even realize it. It was mm-hmm. those three friends that were above me yeah. that realized it and said, "Do you do realize?" I'm like, "You know, I don't know. Let's check." That's cool. And CoilBanker banker did the you know research, and I like, absolutely you know. So, 20 years ago, we just had so many fewer resources than we have now, and mm-hmm. I think the resources help us. They mm-hmm. allow us to do more, do it more efficiently, mm-hmm. which does help us work towards that balance. Mm-hmm. But one thing about women in real estate, I think we've always had opportunity in some industries haven't had that and the so point. we don't have the glass ceiling you know we don't have those things but one thing that is interesting is most of the top real estate firms in the united states are not owned by women so when you look through real trends top 500 over 90 percent of them are men owned and so the wow, sales force is women not. that doesn't surprise the me. ownership is not yeah and so that is very very unusual mm-hmm. so very similar
1: um, in the title business laurie it yeah, is yeah, yeah yeah so yeah
2: so lots has changed, but I do think that we just we have a lot more um, resources mm-hmm. and ability to support one another, and mm-hmm. that helps us with the balance and the things that we're looking it, for. It as does women. because
0: I do think one of the biggest things is being able to balance work life, family, and with all of the technology, I think that makes it easier. What do you think? Cool. I, I agree.
3: I was that agent 20 years ago. Yeah. I had young children, so it was a solution to balance where you could. Run a business and still be home, and still go to soccer games, and um, still be, you know, integrated in the, your family life at home, and mm-hmm. and still have control of a business. Um, I, I was telling Lori earlier, you know, although in 20 years I never really looked at this business as male-dominated or yeah. female-dominated. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought about it. I never felt it was in competition on one or mm-hmm. the other. I was, I'm kind of a leave it on your field kind of girl. So just do the right thing and operate it yeah. you know from that kind of stance. Um, so I never looked at it as that competitiveness mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just strive strive to do your best with it right. and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think women the opportunity there comes from a sense of empathy and from a sense of understanding mm-hmm. and I think maybe that maybe has a little edge for women in it if they if they manage it right. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. important. Oh, well, that's the right. other
1: thing right. is you guys had to multitask
2: as being a mom, as being a
1: wife, and then the business. So I think that multitasking skill just perfectly transitioned into this kind of business.
2: Well, and it allows us to, be able to do things with our families that if you had a nine-to-five job you can never do right. right and so you know i had that opportunity when my children were small to be homeroom mother be reading mom and mm-hmm. still have a very successful career mm-hmm. you can't always do that mm-hmm. when you're in a nine-to-five well so the other, the other really wonderful nice.
1: thing is everybody that you're around while you're doing all that are all prospects they are prospects to buy or sell property i mean it's they such are. a natural conversation to have when they say what do you do exactly and and that's talking. why
0: women are so successful in yeah. yeah because that synergy that we have with each other and that understanding like you said lori that's a great point we kind of know each other mm-hmm. we, we know what we go through yeah and to be able to have that helps us to reach out and develop relationships with a, which i think is really important um and about relationships have you found uh, and i'll ask both of you this question because uh, I really would like to know the answer. But I think that because of the way that we understand each other and the opportunities that there are now for women leadership, have you found it challenging to find women mentorship in real estate? Or has that been something Obviously, uh, obvious you're a mentor in this space? And so are you, Susan, but finding mentors for yourself when you were young and just starting your career? What was that like?
2: I don't know that I had that when I was young. And Susan will have to speak to hers. Um, but I will tell you, one of the things I do love about our Coal Banker brand yeah. is that, we, that it is very women-friendly. Yeah. Um, and they recognize this. And mm-hmm. so those opportunities, so like right now, uh, we have something going on that's called What Moves Her. And so it's regular um, web uh, you know webinars, podcasts, all kinds of networking among women within the network, mm-hmm. and so those things are happening just sort of naturally because you get exposed to these people who are willing to be that mentor. Yeah. You know, we're one of the few uh, national brands that our COO is a woman, mm-hmm. and you don't see that at that level of oh, national cool. franchises, right? And so I think that has helped us as a franchise to mm-hmm. be very, very aware of it. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Has there been anyone that has? been a leader for you, someone that you Mm. followed that was a female in this space? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So um, again, when we joined Coilbanker, we were this teeny, teeny, teeny company. Mm. And so I was watching all these big companies and what they did and, you know, who they were. And there is a wonderful lady in San Antonio, uh, Coilbanker Deanne Harper. And so for me, Deanne was such a mentor. And Deanne has since retired. Deanne is probably, well, I don't know if it's okay for me to tell Deanne's age, she'd be okay with it, but she's probably in her 80s, and her daughter yeah. uh, is my age, and she now runs um, that, that business. That's cool. And it's been a, a very neat transition because Deanne is a huge part of mm-hmm. the growth that happened for my company, mm-hmm. and I now mentor Lisa because even though she's my age, mm-hmm. she had never been in the real estate business, so mm-hmm. this is new for her mm-hmm. running this company. And about a decade ago, uh, Deanne and I put together a group of my top 25 agents, and her top 25 agents that every year we meet and they meet twice a year and they share all of their ideals and so yes Deanne for me absolutely has just been an amazing mentor.
0: I've seen that mentorship really abound and help so many ladies in this space Susan Mm -hmm. was there anybody in particular of course i want
2: to
3: say this lady sitting next to me and maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit of the history behind that too but when I look back I think women in general it's really easy to align yourself with women that tear each other down. And I but mm-hmm. I think there's so many women out there that can empower and can encourage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's what women do really, really well. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes the men's side it's a little more regimented, a little more structured and women see behind the curtain a little bit and mm-hmm. what what really is evoking um, a need or or again empathy or something that you know forges somebody forward that's a great um, point
0: yeah the I empathy mean, the intuition that we have that second mm-hmm. sense that women are really gifted with
3: Right. And maybe they're not voicing it. And right. then you just kind of have to kind of pull back the layers a little bit and mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. Um, what can really help. I've worked in leadership with Lori. I've worked in leadership in the past, um, you know, in different points of my career. And it's the one thing that stands out to me as empowerment. Mm-hmm. If you can't be, surround yourself with people that are empowering, um, you need to find someplace else to go. You need to you find someone. You need to find someplace
0: else to go. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, you recently... Uh, mm-hmm. Formed a partnership right. with a, a friend and a, right. a, a mentor in the business, and I think that uh, let's let's use that to launch into talking about teams. I think that we were talking about the multitasking that women do, and and the multitasking required in real estate. So, does it help mm-hmm. to have a team? Is it good to have? another person or two or three that can help with your task. Yeah,
3: whether it's an immediate team like mine, right. you know, where I have a partner and we mm-hmm. really are in a line together. But I, I'll, I mean, I guess I'll even expand on that, even just within mm-hmm. Apex, our whole culture is a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whether it's somebody at our corporate office or whether it's somebody on the manager level or whether it's somebody in relocation or whether yeah. it's agents, here's the thing at Apex, and I, it's not just about plugging this, this brokerage, but when you get a key, to one office, it opens every office. So there's a platform where it's an acceptance and wow, it's that's... an open and inviting door. And we're, it's, it's it's it really is a culture mm-hmm. driven, you know, mm-hmm. by Lori and Josh or her son Josh. He's an integral part of the company. And um, you know, when I met Lori, this was five years ago. I didn't I didn't know Apex. I knew Caldwell Banker, but I didn't know Apex at all. And I was really seeking and I was like at the stage of, you know, maybe at that point I was about 16, 17 years in the business and I was like, boy, I better get this right. You know, I better get this figured out and I better find the right place to land if I was going to forge business forward. And you know, I had a, I don't know, 45 minute conversation with
2: her (laughs) on the phone
3: and then we met and i was
2: like she is perfect (laughs) she needs to come here and i literally
3: i literally said at the time i said i don't think in 17 years i've ever met somebody in this industry that had that much care people at the helm usually are behind the scenes and they're bean counting and they're orchestrating things from behind but she's front and center The, the brokerage is front and center she knows every agent um, she's accessible. Um, you know, she works twenty four seven doing it, and I don't know how she does it, but that that just carries down to other women in our our, our company, all of them, men as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, it does carry. You, c- it's contagious. You can't help.
0: It's a trickle down.
3: You're it's a well, trickle. you trickling
2: down. Culture is so important. And I think so many times cultures just happen. Mm-hmm. They're not something that you think about and you grow. And, you know, you grow as a leader. And probably about a decade and a half ago, I really made the decision. We had started to grow. And we had several hundred agents. And it started to not be fun anymore. And it really felt like just, it just wasn't fun anymore. And I came home one night and I told my husband that I had a particular agent that had multiple offices upset. And I'm like, how does one person have three offices (laughs) mad at them, you know? And I really made the decision at that point that we were gonna start hiring to culture and so we are very serious about it it. and so we tell everyone when they when we interview them it's not about them interviewing us um, that we're looking for integrity we're really serious that we have to know that that. you know we do 11,000 transactions a year we're not going to be there every day I have to know when that gray area comes up Mm -hmm. you know which side of the fence Mm -hmm. that you're gonna land on Mm -hmm. and it's got to be the right one Mm -hmm. Um, you know we talk about professionalism we want agents who are really dedicated to this Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. this is their full-time career and they're gonna get good at their craft Um, Um, But one of the ones that I think is so interesting though is we learned that we say we don't do diva. And we don't do diva in my company in the so, real estate
0: space
3: okay okay but you want, you, you, oh, want it, and you want to know how we, we, know don't. we don't we don't do diva because if the person asks what that means then they probably they already know. so, when we, I,
2: so I, I will I share a story a recent oh, story that. <laughs> that's really interesting um so we had an interview with an agent that had called us uh, about a 15 million dollar producer so a really good agent yeah. and when we said that they looked at us and said well that's going to be a problem because i'm a bit of a jerk And they actually didn't use the jerk word. And so um, we let them know that we're just not a fit. And they're like, but I sell $15 million of production. And we're like, but you're not gonna be happy here because we're not gonna let you be a jerk.
1: And you're gonna have $15 million of misery.
2: And it's not (laughs) worth it. Uh, We turned down a $30 million producer less than 60 days ago. They're known in the market as being a diva. They're not gonna work here. So my top producer this last year was around 80 million. He is not a diva. He's one of the most kind, generous, giving people. Yeah, yeah. And so when you start not making the bottom line the reason you hire and you actually hire to culture, mm-hmm. changes everything. It and so I can truly tell you, I don't have Divas in my company. I have a thousand agents today. Wow. And I don't have Divas. And I have some amazing producers at extremely high levels, but they're kind, generous, giving people. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that culture creates where you support one another, yeah. whether it's our women supporting women or mm-hmm. our men support our women, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a, it's an important culture, mm-hmm. you know, I told a, a broker came down a couple of weeks ago, wanted to see our operation and he was so focused on those 11,000, we did around 11,000 transactions last year and he was so focused on that and at one point of time I said, you know, I'm proud of that and I am, I'm really proud of that number uh, but I'm way more proud of the culture of this company That's because cool. it's, it's different than mm-hmm. so many places. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think we support people better when we hire to have the right people there to support. It makes sense.
0: I know Mark's got some questions for you, but I want to just ask you one more thing. And that is, do you think that growing up in a real estate house has helped you with these theories and develop your culture? And you seem to be so authentic and relaxed and just real about things, which I've known a lot of brokers that I don't get that same
2: feel from and do you think that growing up in a real estate culture has helped you in all this I probably has you know but you have to remember the real estate culture I was in was really just our family Mm -hmm. it wasn't that there were and my mother is an amazing agent but she did not want to take care of agents she was very (laughs) clear about that that was not her vision and so you know it's funny I think life just introduces you to different people different circumstances and you grow you know you grow as a leader and you know I I gave you that story about the agent that uh, we let go that I had grown him I mean I had a lot of personal invested in him Mm -hmm. as a new agent because I knew he was going to be good Mm -hmm. making a seven-figure income at a time his average price was about 150 so I mean he was a really good agent Mm -hmm. that we let go Mm -hmm. due to the fact you know that our cultures just you know did not match Mm -hmm. and it made me realize that as a leader I was saying one thing and Mm -hmm. doing something else because I allowed it to happen so I think you grow as those circumstances you know come your way so and mentors like Deanne Harper help a whole lot too that's awesome she's amazing Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm.
1: Well, uh, certainly uh, the notation to your growth, and now you're at 1,000 agents, there's no reason to think that that's not going to continue. As that footprint grows, what challenges does that bring to you as managing that brokerage
2: oh it brings challenges <laughs> you know and we had never really intended to grow beyond dfw okay. and so we had some opportunities within the coal oh, banker wow. network that um, you're throughout texas we are throughout texas now so we have a waco location we have an abilene we have tyler awesome. we have Bryan college station and those opportunities came through my coal banker network with other coal bankers that were ready to have someone else run you know run their their business so when you get beyond just you know a footprint that you can drive to very quickly and easily mm-hmm. you have to have the right leaders yeah. and so i have the most amazing group of leaders mm-hmm. susan was on that group with me and we enjoyed that time together and i mean they're special people and so i think it's all about having the right person that has your same philosophy yeah. you know it's really you've got to have the same philosophy if you're gonna have fun at it. and that's yeah. the culture you're so,
1: talking about yeah. it's the culture mm-hmm. yeah it mm-hmm. is so you have uh in that the 20 branches, that, that incorporates what all you just described, is it yes, correct? Yes, that's correct. Uh, and now we've got this, not new model, but you certainly see this model coming forth, which is the virtual yes. model side. So that's a little bit, I don't think that's industry changing, but it's industry challenging, if you will. Right. And then you've got other brands that have come into the market and they've come up with other kinds of strategies as we know about. Some of right. those are onboarding and I pay you to onboard with me. Right. What, how do you, what, what are your thoughts about what's happening in the industry? to that side, to the evolution, good or bad.
2: It's interesting. I think it always goes back to, you have to be competitive. You know, you have to know your competitors and what they bring to the table. Um, It's easy to put the cash on the table to try to hire people. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many of the top agents have joined us had that same offer and chose to come here for culture. Mm -hmm. Culture is hard. It is a hard thing to make happen. Mm -hmm. And when you finally make it happen, i mean you've got a competitive edge that is a real competitive edge Mm -hmm. so it's interesting with the agents that have joined us i'm going to say 90 percent of them are referrals from my own agents and so that also goes to culture Mm -hmm. people refer people who are similar so and i think some of the uh, models that are out there have some wonderful aspects of them that can be incorporated into any culture Mm -hmm. so again we're 20 offices we're diverse where we're located so webinars we probably as a company I'm going to say 60 a month, 70. You know, so I have a full time education director that she was a 20 million dollar producer and chose to come over to be my education director uh, in our company. Mm -hmm. And then I have a full time education director for my new agents Mm -hmm. because those are very opposite of of what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So when you look at that virtual model model where there is no office and no one's going in, they're taking advantage of the technology. And I think bricks and mortar still needs to take advantage of that technology. Oh, absolutely. And so it gives us that opportunity to be close to one another, Mm -hmm. even, and you know it's interesting my company my Abilene agents know my Dallas agents as if they were down the street from one another and so we are very um big in social media in our facebook pages our private pages the way we share information so i think you can take those models that maybe someone thinks is a disruptor mm-hmm. they're not necessarily a disruptor there's right. something about that model that someone thinks is interesting mm-hmm. and there's no reason you can't take the best of those things and incorporate to what you do that is the best of what you do and i think that's the same from an agent level well,
3: that's where i was going for the agent level i mean when i go back and i look where we were we're, we're hitting on the year mark of, of you know, a, a pandemic year, that unprecedented year, and I look back on where we were as a company and what we did for agents um, back in, you know, February and March and April of last year, and why I think we were so successful is because we already had foundation and we already had the knowledge. We didn't have to go and reinvent a new way of, of working with clients. We, we had to modify we had to you know we weren't all together in the same room we had to put safety measures in place but i'm talking about foundational education um a a good example of that you know we did something lori did something back in may it was called a mindset series and we pulled in top panel panelists i don't know there were seven or eight of them over a course of maybe six or seven weeks and you know it, it it allowed us to pivot without compromising service that's awesome and so that was a big deal but I think when you're talking about some of these other companies that you know there, there's always gonna be a new company yep. there's always gonna be a new technology there's always gonna be something out there for me I guess I just it, it's it's about relationships and it's it about the brick and the, the foundation of the building blocks mm-hmm. to doing it so some of it I don't even pay attention to and mm-hmm. then if there is something it just creates another opportunity you know, you just have a, you work it differently, Your messaging made differently, and you bring it to attention as a, as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, you know, I think right now, what we're going through in the market that we're in right now yep. just forges another opportunity with it. You know, we don't have to be in a fear-based environment with it. We just have to manage it.
1: Yep. Yeah, and this is a completely different storm that we've probably ever yeah, navigated it is. through before. We just it have is. so many unusual circumstances. I mean, we all know inventory is the, is the right. topic of time. It is. But we've also got this whole other unrealistic world that's out here, and it's called forbearance. Yeah. And somewhere out there, that's it's going come to come back. to an interesting, yeah. uh, transactional environment. And and real estate, our rates are staying fairly, yeah. uh, you know, stable. We're going to get a little tick up and down. But I mean, we just have so many things that we don't know what the outcome is yeah. going to be that we can't really reach back on our cycles of having been in the business. Exactly. We can kind of give by experience at least. It makes us at least contemplative about what we will do in a strategic side of that. So yeah. I'm curious, kind of, Glory, how you look at what's happening in that.
2: Well, and, you know, you said something just now, Mark, about you can't look at that history to really know. And so I think that's where it comes back to being able to pivot. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not always going to know what the future holds and you're just going to have to pay attention and change as quickly as you can. Yeah. So I do think pivoting like fast. The and not just sitting and waiting. Oh, it's going to get better. You got to do it quickly, and that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. And as we went into the pandemic, that was one of the things that I struggled with in helping agents, is because so many of them were fearful. Mm-hmm. And when you're operating from a place of fear, you're not going to be successful. No. You know. And we really talked a lot about, you know, you've got to have some courage. Mm-hmm. If you don't have courage in this business, it's the wrong business for you. Exactly. Because you just you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Mm-hmm. You know. And a lot of us have been through all those cycles. Mm -hmm. but a lot of agents haven't and so i think it's really important that as women Mm -hmm. that we support one another and that we um realize that we're not going to operate from a place of fear that whatever it is we're gonna you know hit it head on and Mm you kept them engaged i mean a good example of that
3: is you know a lot of the not just the women were home you know schools changed people you had people all under one roof and we had to find solutions so that they stayed on top of their real estate game and and finding, you know, finding answers for them um, so they could keep doing what they do.
2: Well, and we pivoted as a company when that started happening because the more I talked to my agents, the more I realized my moms at home were really struggling yeah. because they didn't have time to do any of the activities mm-hmm. because they suddenly became school teachers mm-hmm. and so we put our heads together we did uh, webinars for our moms our dads that were <laughs> working awesome. at home different times of the day we did different times of the day we uh, so put they ideas, had
0: support from you so they guys. had
2: support and ideals from other agents that were making it work yeah so i mean we actually had a series that was about parenting during the pandemic oh, while great, you want to be a full-time yeah. agent yeah. you know and so you just Very cool. you just got to change you know i'm when just those glad things happen. That we
0: had a level of technology in place the so important yeah.
2: yeah if you didn't you well, were really going to have a problem yeah. that's so yeah. true
0: and relationships with title companies like yours well yeah. because you know. i think that, that secured title of texas mark miller's in the space have really been a help absolutely to real estate brokers and real estate agents across the the
2: dfw area because it's been a challenging time, oh yeah
1: well everybody know. teams that's, together when yeah. it gets like that you yeah. yeah, we all try to figure out how to help each other
2: Well, and, you know, I think the pandemic affected us in ways that we are just starting to realize. Mm -hmm. You know, as a company, we were very lucky. I mean, um, and I don't really believe in luck. I believe my agents worked really, really hard. (laughs) And we ended up being up about 25 percent last year. You know, market was up three to five. Mm -hmm. We were up 25. That's a big, big difference. But I think we're starting to realize how much we have missed one another. Mm -hmm. And so we really made the decision this year that we want to be socially uh, distanced. We want to be safe. But we were not going to do an award by webinar. And so we got creative. Um, We rented Texas Motor Speedway. So that our agents could come and see their faces on Big Hoss, which is bigger than Cowboys Stadium, because we did that the year before. Um, and I don't think I realized until the program was over they got to do laps, you know, around the Speedway. And as they were coming out, my amazing son, um, who is our in-house attorney, also works mm-hmm. with us, and we were there to cheer them on as they were leaving, and we were watching their faces. I, I can't even tell you. I don't think I've ever had an award situation that they enjoyed more. And it was because we got to be separate, but we were together. Yeah. you're together. You know, They let us get right outside of our cars. We couldn't do like a big gathering, but yeah. socially you know, distancing and safe, but we felt together. Yeah. And so I think, I think we have a lot of that still going on Mm -hmm. and we don't really realize how tired Mm -hmm. that a lot of people really are. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's an important part of supporting each other.
0: It is. And with a lady like you at the helm and like Susan in this industry, I think we're in good hands. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately we're out of time, so we'll have to close. And I just can't tell you thank you enough. It's a pleasure to meet you and to know that there are women out there like you as genuine and authentic. That's what's refreshing to me. Is well, thank, you. I, thank Susan, you, I appreciate that. Susan, the same it. to you. Yeah. I hope I see you guys very soon. Mark, I just wanna say a special thank you to you because you know, it, sometimes we need men to support us. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah, if we're in relationships and stuff, we can't be at our best sometimes we if did. we're hindered by a man. And, and you were there for me when I launched my first business. Yeah. And you're my first one of my first clients, yeah. and yeah. you know, the cool thing about Mark is that he has always focused on providing opportunities and opening doors for women that he saw with talent.
2: That's awesome. He's
0: never been one of those guys that was unapproachable, and so thank you as we celebrate Women's History Month. You're part of my history. Oh,
1: month. I appreciate so, that. Yeah. So
0: real quick, uh, Mark, your three takeaways from today.
1: Uh if possible find a mentor i just can't you know I, I i put that across any space i have the blessings of having a mentor who's 89 still in the industry and his yep. and we talk billy. every morning at billy at eight o'clock every oh, that's morning wonderful and have for 20 years but he's awesome. my guidepost so that's one uh, you can figure out how to develop a peer group support group however that crosses those lines but i think that's good and then uh, just trust your instinct because it usually it usually leads you in the right directions at yeah. that side, so yeah, that's my thoughts.
0: Um, my takeaways would be running a women woman owned business takes a lot of focus, mm-hmm. so uh, don't be afraid to work hard, focus uh, secondly, I think that you need to create a culture you've really inspired me there uh, and and you know you might ask what is a culture, and I think that uh, if you have that question reach out to me. Let's talk about that. A lot of that has to do with branding. Mm -hmm. Branding always starts from the top and it's not just about graphics. Mm -hmm. It's about attitudes. It's about the way we treat people, you know, and I I can see that your brand is very people-oriented and and I think that's super cool. Um, And there's a new camaraderie among women today another thing i'm seeing that that i really love i think that our time being alone and sequestered with our children going halfway crazy this last year has (laughs) really given us all a better understanding of each other so let's take that out and share it not only with women but with the world and let's learn to love and be um, more embracing and more tolerant and Let's kick some tail this next week. (laughs) Absolutely. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Ciao, everybody. We'll see you next episode.